Hey folks, Sean here. Today, what I want to talk to you about is a pattern that I see all the time, despite the fact that some people fight it or force it. And that's the fact that the people are always going to get what it is that they want one way or the other. Now, this applies to whether you're designing, building, or already have a software product business. And it applies in a few ways. It speaks to both what you likely should do and what you shouldn't do, as well as opportunities for people like you and I to build solutions that close gaps. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples because I seemingly experience them on a regular basis. It's pretty wild. It happens all the time. I identify it. And depending on your level of sensitivity on this scale, it may or may not be a wider issue. Oftentimes it is, and it is often for myself because it's something that I'm constantly looking out for. So if it's something that annoys me or something I can't do, but really feel like I should be able to do, especially if it's an inconsistent experience from product to product, then it's more than likely something that that company is doing or is not doing that they probably should be doing. So the classic example that I want to provide is let's talk subscriptions and software. In particular, some of the news apps and sites like Wall Street Journal, for example, a while back, they switched to you know, freemium or paid models. So there's paywalls behind seeing content from sites like Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Now, one of the ones that I've tried to sign up for before was Wall Street Journal. They have a bunch of teaser packages and rates and all that kind of stuff. I think what they're still tossing around is like sign up for a dollar a week or something like that up to a year. And then at the end of that, it'll jump back up to their normal rate, which is considerably more expensive. It's not ridiculous, I would say, but it's considerably more expensive than that entry level rate. Now, the problem is that when your teaser time period expires and the rate jumps back up, if you want to cancel or be done with the subscription, you can't do so online. In almost all states, I think with the exception of California for different reasons, but almost every other state, I believe, does not have the ability to cancel an online subscription for a Wall Street Journal. Now, this is because they want to make it significantly harder for you to cancel in a way to try to boost retention, I suppose. But it's really a bad way to do it. Like it might be effective, but I think in the long run, more than likely it does more damage or it pushes people to innovate in different ways, again, to close that gap. So they're actually creating the gap in this case. I have personal experience with this when I went to try to cancel and I followed their workflow, which was you had to actually physically call someone. And I was calling them, speaking with them, was on hold for a longer period of time than expected. And it was a borderline combative conversation, which is, again, another bad idea. Plenty of companies have shown us why that's a horrible idea. But anyway, that conversation spoke to the fact that that has realistically motivated me to not sign up for Wall Street Journal again, because that gap is significant in the eyes of myself, the buyer for that SaaS product. Now, since then, other options have sprung up and I randomly saw a thread online somewhere and that thread was to the extent of someone complaining about trying to cancel subscription with something like the Wall Street Journal. So same story as mine was and they were wanting to know how do they get out of this or what do they do? And a bunch of the advice was how to get out even more of it was about what to do in the future. People were sharing things like using Apple Pay or Google Pay or something like that, signing up with a subscription around something that you have control of. 
so that you can then cancel the subscription on your end and not need to bother messing with their workflow or calling them or anything like that, right? An effort to close the gap. In fact, um, found out about another service, which is one that I'm probably looking to review in even greater detail and probably going to use. I think it's called privacy.com, where you can essentially sign up for a virtual credit card, which is a really interesting concept. So you can sign up for, they have a free tier and they also have paid tiers, but you can sign up for their service, which gives you access to a number of virtual credit cards that you can use for purchases like this, whether they be one time or recurring or whatever. But either way, your account gives you the ability to essentially like kill and kill any of these cards and stop any of these payments whenever you want, right? It closes the gap. So because Wall Street Journal and companies like them don't give people the ability to cancel their subscriptions when they want to, now they're gonna have to deal with a ton of chargebacks and people using services like that, which means that inevitably, you know, the people are going to get what they want, which is the whole point of this conversation. So. What I want you to take away from this is, number one, if you are not giving the people what they want and you're forcing them to do something that they don't want to do, that is not sustainable in the long run and it creates potential problems. Uh, I'm sure Wall Street Journal is paying for that to at least a certain extent. They may not care about that much now, but I'm sure that is a continuing trend and it will continue to cost them more, which might inevitably just force their hand to offer this to everybody else like they probably should have in the beginning. So I would say shame on them for not doing something like that. Again, I know why they did it, but it's really just not a good way to do business. Um, I don't really care about the performance elements there. You should be giving the people what they want. You should be following industry standard best practice. And if you're not, and you're doing it for those reasons, that's not a great look. The other is that companies like Wall Street Journal who will inevitably do these things, things that they shouldn't do, are creating these gaps. So when these companies create these gaps, that speaks to opportunity for you and I. I described my story, which was the problem that I was having. If I was thinking through how to potentially solve my own problem, I may have been able to create something like a privacy.com virtual credit card system. And that business oven in itself uh, I believe is valuable and has a bright future. I'm more than likely going to be a customer there relatively soon, maybe even to sign up for a Wall Street Journal account. So you see it on both sides here. It's like if you fight the ability or the desire to want to do it, then that may inevitably cost you in the long run. But companies and people inevitably will do so, and they are going to create gaps in the market which create problems worth solving for you and I. So look for those opportunities. Look for people bitching about a service or a product and something that is a gap. If there's a gap there, more than likely that's a problem to be solved in their eyes. And some of them may be willing to pay for it in order to have it solved. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.